Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 133. Thank you for joining us tonight. And speaking of joining us, we have a guest. We have a returning guest to the Power Hour. He's actually also made his return recently to YouTube. He's our good buddy. You know him. You love him. He is the one nerdy Nick, and he's with us today. Nick, how you doing? Woo -woo! <laughs> I was hoping we were going to get some hick There you go. Yeah, I don't know if my neighbors like that too much, but fuck them. <laughs> best Patreon promo in the game. Uh, Jim, I'd say the best internet promo guy. Oh. Well, I had to center it around us first, Brian, because I'm very selfish. But besides that, yes, best overall. <laughs> How you been, Nick? Uh, how's, the, how's the return to YouTube going for you? Man, it's been pretty solid. Uh, the first video uploaded was like a huge success. Got over like 23 uh, hours viewed total, awesome. which is like, I don't know in, in terms of YouTube stats, like if that's good, that's bad, whatever. But to me, that was huge. Uh, that was yeah. the biggest um, viewing of any of my videos before. So awesome. I was kind of like, wow, people must have missed me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. Um, yeah. Before we go on home, where can everyone find you? And we do have all the links below, but shout it out. Where should they find you and what should they be looking for? Right, yeah. So you can find me on YouTube, uh, nerdynick underscore 91. Um, all the other Nerdy Nick accounts suck. Uh, mine's the best. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me on Instagram at buffnerd. And um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Twitter at buffnerd and um, Instagram at uh, nerdynick91. Nice, nice. Now oh, wait, Nick, yeah. do you work out? Oh, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I do like five push-ups every day. That's about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. Oh, is that my phone? Suck. Sorry. Nah, it's all good. So, uh, oh yeah, on... and then YouTube. Um, oh, I already said YouTube. Fuck. No, do it again. Keep boring it. Yeah, YouTube. Uh, you know, OnlyFans, all that stuff. So next, I'm just hearing about this OnlyFans now. It's the fuck. <laughs> Speaking no, of no. your YouTube, bud, uh, so obviously you, you, you made the big announcement with the I'm Back video and your mm -hmm. last one was wrestling, as you said. Um, what is your going to be, do you think you'll have a main focus? Like, are you going to stick more to the wrestling or video games? Or are you going to try to like get it out like, you know, once a week it's going to be this or certain mm -hmm. times a week? What, what's your thoughts there? So my whole uh, thought process on this was, you know, like, because it really did take a lot for me to come back. Um, you know, with everything that I've gone through, uh, and whatnot, uh, which I've, you know, I got to say, uh, first and foremost, while we're talking about that, your guys's fans were like some of the best, uh, supporters for me, like anytime in, in the comments or whatever on Twitter. Um, you know, they were, they were just really solid people, very understanding. And a lot of them showed up in, um, in my comeback video and they're very supportive people. So everyone listening to this podcast and su that supports drink a beer, play a game. You guys are fucking champs. Cheers to the best hooting, hollering, beer drinking, keg tapping, gym nut slapping, video game playing <laughs> motherfuckers around. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, my videos, I, I, I want to kind of just take a fuck it approach and just whatever I feel like doing, that's what I'm going to do. Now, like, there has to be some order to the chaos. So, you know, it'll still be sticking around video games, wrestling, uh, and whatnot. But I do want to start to sprinkle in some fitness as well because, like, that's something I'm really good at and that's something a lot of people know me for. Um, 
I do want to get my hands crafty and start doing some uh, cosplay uh, as well again. Um, going to be All Might for Halloween. He's from um, an anime I, I watch, uh, My Hero Academia. Um, so that might be like the first little like tinkering video I'll do. We'll see. But um, yeah, like anything and everything. Because I, I really liked um, James Rolfe's approach to their new podcast, the Center Massacre podcast, where he just wants to talk about whatever you know and I, I like that and that's what I kind of like streaming too because like with streaming you know it's just you and a crowd you know so yeah really just a bunch of mix of everything I'll probably be a little more heavy on wrestling just because wrestling is it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now um you get to watch like the modern day you know Monday Night War so to speak and it's pretty entertaining <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah now, Nick, can I recommend you should do something since you like the working out and you like the video games? Mm -hmm. Do like this is the Rick workout from Splatterhouse to get like built like him and yeah. do like a whole thing like to get built like Rick or something yeah. like that or or Haggard from Final Fight, you yeah, know, something like that. Yeah, uh, that's um that's something that I've actually like I, I said in my last video for uh, the wrestling at the end. Um, I want to leave it up to the fans. Like, what what do the people want to see? You know, I want people's input. Like. I want to look like Vegeta, so okay, cool. I'll do a, a Vegeta workout video, you know, and um, I can wear like get on my your Vegeta. knees. Yeah, I can wear my <laughs> Vegeta gear um, in the gym, or you know, someone wants to you know work out and look like fucking Laura Croft. I'll I'll fucking do a plyometrics video, you know, like whatever. It doesn't. It's not limited by gender by any means. So, because I was a trainer for like eight years and a nutritionist for a long time too. Just don't ever take Jim's advice or comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be asking Nick a uh, one of those personal trainer questions about uh, bodies and nerve endings and stuff in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do, Jim? What'd you fall on or what'd you twist? No, no, no. It's a foreshadowing for when I talk about too many games. So, okay. Well, well uh, before we get there, Nick, I saw you sipping on something, so uh, oh, yeah. what you got with you tonight? So tonight I am drinking um, the 805 by Firestone Walker, but this one is their um, Mexican-style walker. It's just called Cerveza. It's brewed with lime. Um, it's pretty tasty. It's okay. It's really not like your Pacificos or even like a Corona. It's really just an 805 with lime, lime gotcha. flavor. Yeah, I don't, nice. I don't even think it says what percent on here. Um, yeah, no percent. I'm nice. guessing like a four, maybe five. Oh, 4.5. There we go. Now what you got, Chambers? I am drinking from, you will know them from the Snyder's of Hanover Pretzel Company, the Snyder <laughs> Beer, the Pretzel Marzen, out of the Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. It is part of their Oktoberfest style and 5% alcohol. That's PA, right? Uh... Captain Lawrence. I have no idea where they're out of. Let me I'm, see here. I'm almost positive that's PA. Uh, Elmsford, New York. Uh, I'm wrong. So, almost positive you are wrong. So, a malt beverage with natural flavors. Batch, ah, batch brewed with Snyder's of Hanover mini pretzels. So, yeah. Very bright little colorful um, label they got going on there. Nice, you know, nice brownish looking ale kind of deal. Uh, pretty see-through. So far, I, I, to be honest with you, it just tastes like a beer. Like... There's nothing really like overly pretzely or overly salty or anything about it yet. It's it's a beer. Good. It's not it's not like biscuity or bready. Nah, surprisingly not. So hmm. maybe a little on the bready side, but it's really about it. 
after going through those 15 Oktoberfest beers, I like now understand those terms because I was like, that's what this flavor is. I didn't really couldn't put my finger on. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, get, I'll definitely say it's a breadier. What do you call it? Like a regular beer, but, you know, breadier. So, yeah, lighter margin. So I am going with the Free Will Brewing Company Scarecrow Autumn Spiced Ale with Vanilla Cinnamon, Nutmeg, and Allspice. This is their way, I think, of just saying it's a pumpkin beer, but it's not called a pumpkin beer. Um, 5%, and I don't know what type of ale it is specifically, but it's pretty tasty. But it is like, it's actually, it's only a little bit hazy. And it's very, very light. For only 5%, I mean, this shit goes down really smooth. So, Free Will is uh, kind of local to us. They have a good tap house in New Hope. So, yep. yeah, it's not a bad place to try out some interesting beers. Yeah, Free Will is kind of like Cape May Brewing to me, where it's like everything there is solid, but nothing's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to think of it. <laughs> so, so Ringing Jeff, endorsement. Now, what I want to ask you is, speaking of drinking <laughs> and events... <laughs> I want to hear a little recap because you and I, unfortunately, I was not able to go to too many games. Um, my son had a fever. I was feeling like shit, and I didn't want to be the guy going there, potentially bringing anything. Even if it's not COVID, I don't want to be bringing flu or whatever to everyone. So, unfortunately, I was not able to go. Jim went, and I can always tell when the drunk Jim comes out how the texts come in and how they're written, <laughs> and then eventually they stop, and it stopped kind of early, so I was like, all right, he's either already fucked up, passed out somewhere, or puked, or something, so... Brian, you know hear, me so Jim. well. <laughs> I want to hear how did it turn out, Jim, and what was the drink of choice, and lay out the scenery, Jim. All right, Brian, so, uh, as we always do, I roomed with Dan from Console Wars, so, unfortunately, Pat wasn't able to make it the first day. He might have made it Saturday, but I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, so yeah, it was just me and Dan, so... As we do when we attend together, we started to do a drinking game. So we whipped out a deck of cards, and we're all dads here. So, you know, with little kids, you know how they have the matching animals games? Yeah. Flip it over, put them all out there. You know, oh, I made a pair, put it over here, blah, 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 blah. So we did that with cards. So we started doing that. So each game went the exact same way. Oh, we also did stacked rules, too. So if you, you know, you flipped it and you got it right, the other person had to take two sips. But if you got it wrong, you had to take a sip. But if you got a couple in a row, you started to stack and double the amount. So, like, at one fucking point, Dan did, like, six. So I had to take, like, 12 sips in a row. Shit like that. So we were starting with Coors Light because I brought the beer. I was like, look, we need to keep it light because I can't be passing out by fucking 8 o'clock again. This time I made it to probably 9. But so we played that. Each game went the same. I got the first match. I closed out each game. And Dan beat me each game with the exact same score by beating me by one pair. So 28 cards to 24 cards. So, of course, you had to chug a whole beer when you lost, too. So by the, by the time we're leaving the room, I was about 8 to 10 beers in already, something like that. So that's, you know, over the course of maybe an hour, hour and a half. So Was that. he lazy eye out by that point? Probably. Not, <laughs> not going to say it wasn't, but I'm going to say there's a good chance it probably was. <laughs> so we get down to the floor, and we immediately meet up with uh, Michelle from Petey's Power Hour because we've been talking about definitely hanging out with her. So we meet up with her. We go um, over to the premium edition booth where they were doing a little presentation. So I met those guys quick. They were super nice. I bought, I actually don't have it with me here, but the only game I bought the entire time, Super Blood Hockey off them, got like the second to last one that they had. So they published a physical of that. 
Um, so we also, along the line, met up with Snarkast and Blade Blur for a while, uh, James Reimer, and then basically what we did with the entire time was we didn't look at any tables for the most part. We just kept going back to the bar. Going yeah. back to the bar, meeting people, going back to the bar, meeting people. So I eventually met up with the people from my gig studios and Discard Guy and, um, you know, a couple entries on the floor. And then, you know, towards the end of the floor, even at that point, things, memory starts to go a little bit for me. So, <laughs> like we like we did last time. So this is maybe <clears throat> 7 o'clock. Fuck. 7.30. So, like we did last time, we actually met up with um, Adam Square Painter and we uh, went in his room party for a little bit. So poor. Fu- so he was playing the next day with Rex Viper. So Dan likes. He Dan's also fucking hammered. So he sees his bass. He's like, "Oh, let me see that bass." And he's just like, you know, plucking away on it. All of a sudden, drops the fucking strap oh, came off. Oh fuck! And you Did could just see that look anything? of no, no, no. It was fine. Oh, thank God. So, but you could just see that look of dread in his eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you said it was like yeah, they were performing the very next night. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Adam was as far as I can remember, he was like, you know, pretty cool about. It. He's like, it's all right, it's fine. But, you know, Dan was, like, you know, drunk apologetic. And, you know, speaking of Cinematic Podcast, Kieran was there, and I was probably being an annoying drunk guy with him, but he was just super nice and playing along. So I, I feel like I have to apologize to any, like, actual YouTuber that I saw and was excited to see because I was probably just annoying drunk guy going, blah, 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 blah. and then being like, They were oh, probably fuck. more disturbed. They're like, why are your hand down your pants the whole time, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> Each time it wouldn't have taken that long, so that would have been the least of their problems. So, Jim, wait, hold on. Rewind for a second. So when you guys were hitting up the bar, did you stick to beer or did you start going over into shots and mixed drinks? No, no, no. Mm, mm, mm. So we were doing beer the entire time when we were on the convention floor. And then when we get back to Adams, I think we were sticking with beer. Not entirely sure. (laughs) And then (laughs) I do vaguely remember going from his place over to the Screenwave after party uh, where Dan was doing the karaoke and stuff like that. And I know uh, Michelle drove us over there. And before we went in, we started, like, because she brought wine for us to try, to try and convince us wine's great. So we just started fucking downing wine in the, oh, out good. of the trunk of her car. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so all I remember is, so, yeah, this is when it really turns into time travel. So all I remember is um, basically going in there for a little bit. Dan's starting to go up there. They had a food tray. I wrecked the shit out of that. And... I think I talked to a few more people. Like, I think I briefly saw Tony from Hack the Movies and Apic Eric. And then after that point, the only things I remember are a couple random people waking me up throughout the course of the night because I'm just passed out at, like, a bench asking <laughs> Wait, if I'm okay. So th- this is in the convention area? <laughs> Not the convention area, but the after party. So it was in, like, a you know, like a hall. You know, a hall that a lot of these hotels will have. So I, w- I somehow wind up in three different spots with some random person asking me if I'm okay. Now I'm just going, well, I'm just tired. Uh, so, as I'm passed out. And then the next thing I remember is it's about four in the morning. We're back at the hotel somehow. So, <laughs> we're back at the hotel. I'm hugging the toilet. My pants are down, like half down my pants. So, I'm bare ass on the floor, puking away. While poor fucking Dan is taking a piss in the tub because I won't move off the goddamn toilet. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, come, oh, Jim. So come the next morning, uh, what do you call it, we find out, like, Michelle drove us home. Somehow they were able to find me, I guess, because I had a couple texts uh, from her going, where the fuck are you? Okay. So, also, Jeez. I guess at some point during them picking me up, I called an Uber that I, of course, didn't go to, so that's 30 bucks down the drain. And, um, yeah, 
then I did a golf outing the next day, extremely hungover. So that was a delight. So yes, successful Too Many Games 2021, where I bought exactly one game. Actually, from what I hear, um, like the prices out the tables this year were like insane. Like you had to really fucking search to find any kind of deal for something that wasn't like insanely overpriced. Uh, like I saw from a bunch of people that like eBay at this point was way cheaper than the floor of Too Many Games. Which is disappointing to hear, but that sucks. Yeah. Like conventions is where like I get most of my fines. That's that's where you think. That's what you hope yeah. for. So apparently there was some to be found because Brian was like, you know, if you see some horror games, pick some up and I'll Venmo you. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I'm fucking destroyed by the time I even get there, so I wasn't looking anyway. But yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like I missed out on too much. But yes. So yeah, to anyone I was an annoying drunk guy too. I do apologize. Um, I, I I did the dreaded check social media the next day, and there was nothing to be seen. So I was like, all right, I guess it wasn't that bad. But Jim, I will say I think we definitely need to have both Dan and Michelle to tell their side of the story of dealing with Jim. Because oh, we definitely think, do. <laughs> because the other too many games, like I could have, I was our face being out, being able to talk with people. Well, you were just gone, so nobody had to deal with you. Now people get to see what it's like to deal with Trump Jim. Yep. <laughs> Poor Dan had to see the site I saw way too many times. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Danceless Jim, puking. Yeah, we were joking about it the next morning. It's like, hey, at least, you know, I'm the only person who had to see that, so, you know, it could be worse for you. And I was like, yeah, it's true. He was like, yeah, we just lost you for a while. We didn't know where the fuck you went. I was like, hmm, sounds about right for me. But at least I was still within the same general area, I guess. So I got a question. Did the, you were talking about like drinking on the floor? Like they let you have beer on the, at the convention? Oh yeah, like they have a what do you call it? Like a food stand, and they sell beer out of there. So oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like we, we made a beeline for that right after the um, like I said after the premium edition thing because Dan works with the guys at Premium Edition, so mm. he does editing for their trailers and does some music for them. So now, how was how was the convention? Like I didn't see a ton of pic- like. Was it was there a decent turnout? Or? Oh no, it was it was pretty packed, and I mean like for a Friday, like that's the first day, but like there was definitely a big ass crowd there. Like you know, every, with everything opening up, I guess everyone was just ready to be back out in the world and crap like that. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess the good side of everyone, or mostly everyone being in masks or having masked, is I didn't get like a mean case of con crud or anything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> at least have that going for me. Besides the fucking hangover, but you know. Even even gave myself a little you know little self home COVID test just to be sure, and you know came back negative. Jim, how mad was the wife the next day for how drunk you were? She really wasn't because she was she was more concerned about me being home on time. Like she was just like the day before she was like, "You better be fucking home on time." I was like, "I'll be home on time." She's like, "No, you need to be home on time so we can get to this thing." So. Because yeah, and like on the way, the way over there, the drive, the drive home from the convention was a little sketchy. The drive to the golf outing was, you know, wasn't one of my easiest. But by the time we actually got out on the wings, I was like mostly recovered. So nice, yeah. So as a good gym story, we will definitely have Dan and Michelle on to uh, to talk more about that. But once again, sorry I could not make it. I I was very uh, very sad I couldn't. So let's put it that way. Yep. Yeah, you, you missed out. Brian, I needed my babysitter. Where were you? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> left me. Great. Any chance we have of some of these random people actually coming and talking to us? They're like, um, I'm not I'm talking sh- and drinking beer. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm sure I burned some bridges but not knowing uh, it. I'm fucking... Like I said, I, I apologize to anyone. anyone I, like, hopefully I was just annoying and not obnoxious. So 
Kieran now has a restraining order against you. Probably. <laughs> that poor fucking guy. I, I, do, I do know that Kieran, I was like trying to be like, what do you call it? Yeah, I know you have a place, so if you ever have a problem, like with the fucking, because I work in the sewer business, so I was like, if any, ever have a backup, give me a call, save you fucking money before you call a plumber. So, oh, Jim, I, I saw those shit. tweets. Once I saw your tweets and you're tweeting out to random people, I was like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I saw that tweet to Kieran, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I was that guy. Shit. So, yeah, so I still have that feeling in the back of my head. Like, I know I must have done something, but I just haven't seen it yet. So I still have that little bit of dread. Jim, are you pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why your pants were down? Maybe. Will a super super Sega kid come out of you? (laughs) Oh, I can only hope. (laughs) But yeah, so another eventful Too Many Games 2021, so... Nice. Were you wearing a drink a beer, play a shirt, uh, or play a game shirt? No, I should have. I fucking uh, no, no. You played it safe. <laughs> no, I did, I did. Yeah, you know what? That probably is a yeah. Thing. Best case, yeah. Now they don't even know who you were. Yeah. yeah, they just case. think they just think some drunk slob in an N sixty four t shirt was just passed out somewhere, <laughs> making an ass of himself. Yeah. And that's what you would expect from anyone in an N sixty four shirt. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Yeah, it's you know, a, we have it a little rough. So we got we got to cope in our own ways. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um nick yeah uh, yeah i can't wait till some point for some other convention you come down and we can all tear it up together and you can see all this for yourself <laughs> yeah man i mean i was i was literally this close to going to too many games um you know i was i, I talked to justin silverman um from cinemasker you know or buds and whatnot and he had a pass for me to go it was just kind of like too short notice in a way, you know, for flights to make it work and, you know, be financially reasonable. So next time for sure. Um, and then the girlfriend's family lives in Philly. So definitely a uh, excuse to go out, you know, like, yeah, I'll go to the family reunion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, just a quick wrap. I do have to say, like, everyone that I did wind up talking to and remember talking to, they're all, like, super nice, as friendly as can be. So especially for dealing with me. So, yeah, it's <laughs> just like an awesome vibe in general for the most part. Nice, nice. So, uh, so Nick, let me ask you something. Um, now that you have the YouTube thing going, I know you're working. Do you have mm-hmm. any time? What have you been able to actually play and enjoy these past couple weeks? Right. So, um, I am. Let's see. I like I, I like to juggle games. I I'm kind of like a ADHD when it comes to like picking a game. You know, sure. it almost gives me anxiety. Just, like, staring at my cases or the shelves. I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't know. Um, so, like, I broke it down like this. When I'm on the toilet, I play um, Enter the Gungeon. Okay. On my nice, Switch. Nice, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I feel like playing my PS4, I pop in Doom Eternal. And I'm working on the um, the DLC for that. And nice. the, the old gods, right? Ancient gods, yeah. Ancient gods, yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm a masochist, and I play it on the hardest difficulty, and then get really pissed off that I keep dying. <laughs> you know, and, and of course, they make the DLC even more difficult than the actual game mm-hmm. itself, you know? So, there's yep. that. Um, but I just recently picked up a um, Xbox uh, Series S. So, oh, you... Nice. How, yeah. it, how is that working? Because that's the one that just streams everything, right? Right, yeah. It's the it's the digital one. Gotcha. Um, I listen like I'm a, a physical collector through and through, but it's been almost like what a year since these consoles have launched, 
And I, I have had no luck getting a PS5, Xbox, uh, Series X, Same. and whatnot. So when I saw that like my local Target had three left of the digital, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll get this for now. And then when PS5, uh, the disc version becomes available, um, I'll go ahead and do that. Because at least with Xbox, there's Game Pass and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is what I've, I've been uh, using Game Pass Ultimate. Um so yeah, like on my Xbox, I've been playing Splitgate. I don't know if you guys have okay. heard of that. It's like a yeah. No, what's that? Yeah, it's it's a free to play um, uh, arena shooter. It takes like everything great from like Halo's um, heyday of multiplayer online, but integrates portal play. Yep. So it's it's a it's a, an arena shooter mixed with Halo and Portal, and you get Splitgate. It's huh. really fun. It's like I said, it's free to play. They're on like season zero right now, is what they're calling it, because um, it's a pretty brand new game. Um, so I've been playing that. Um, I have uh, Back for Blood pre-downloaded right now because it's nice. like day one on Game Pass. Um, When's that? That does that comes out this week, right? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow or nice. tonight. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's ready to go. Um, I plan to do the same with like Halo Infinite. Um, but yeah, I've been playing. I beat Streets of Rage Four. That's a fucking fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What else have I been playing? I haven't really, unfortunately, I haven't really been playing much retro lately. Um, just because, like, my new TV, I have like a seventy-inch uh, TCL, blah 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 blah, and there's like no component hookups or anything like that. Mm. I have the converter, but like, the difficulty of Pulling the TV out and then, you know, setting it all up and then unplugging and plugging. I I like, I I don't know how James Rolfe does that shit like all the time because I I get annoyed by it. But yeah, just been playing, you know, like I'm a big pickup and I want to be able to pick up the controller and play within like one minute. And if I can't do that, then, you know, that game's probably going to be tossed to the side. Oh, I know the pain there. What do you call it? I have an army of uh, AV splitters on the side here, all going into my retro tank. So yeah, and I'm gonna. That, that's basically what you're down to at this point. If you only have your retro, like somewhat easy to get to, and right. then fucking label everything and be like, oh, fucking, you know, third splitter number four. Oh, that's the Dreamcast. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I've just been really enjoying uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Just you it know. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Browsing through all the selection, downloading uh, random ass games like Battletoads is pretty fun on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had that downloaded for like a year. I still need to fucking get around to playing that. It's pretty fun. Now, Game Pass has shown like that is where I can have faith in like if there is a service based just digital, mm-hmm. the selection there is friggin'. They have plenty of a triple A amazing games. A lot mm-hmm. of hidden gems, and then just some random indies that you're like, okay, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But I love that. Yeah, like from a service standpoint, PlayStation, and we don't even need to say Nintendo. It just yeah. doesn't compare. Right. Like my daughter and I, um, she got super excited when I got it because it has, you know, like Minecraft and, and mm-hmm. all these other games. But there's one game in particular that we, her and I have been playing called Piku Niku. I don't okay. know if you've heard of that. It's a, a puzzle platformer. And you basically your characters look like um, like Lolo. It's just like a ball okay. with legs, yeah. and it's a you know puzzle platformer. And her and I enjoy the crap out of it, and we've been playing a lot of that. And I'm learning how to play Minecraft, so that's interesting. <laughs> I've never played it before, and there's a lot to that game. 
Yeah, it's surprisingly it's surprisingly yeah. deep. Yeah. What about you, Chambers? What have you been up to? Haven't had a lot of time for gaming. It was basically just getting videos out last week and then occasionally sitting down with Hades and trying to do a little better. <laughs> How has far going have you well gotten, Jim? <laughs> and I get to like the second Serpent Boss still at this point, and then it's just like, oh, I fuck up and then I die. So, <laughs> or, you know, I'm actually getting to that problem with a lot of roguelikes now where, like, after so many tries and dying, like, I'm just sick of going through the early stages again. So then I start making dumb mistakes. And then, like, I just die quicker than I ever should, where then I just know, like, this run's not going to be good. So then I just try to farm as much, like, uh, stuff as I can to go back there and try to get myself to, sec to another second chance fucking item and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Jim, legit question. Yeah. Have you ever beaten a roguelite? Um, I've beaten Death State. I never beat Binding of Isaac. I got the mom, but I could never beat mom in that. Okay. And then... Uh, I, yeah, I beat Death State like once or twice, and then a lot of other ones I... I don't think I have. So yeah, I haven't beaten Hades yet, though. That's for goddamn sure. So here's my question. Why do you keep playing them if you can't beat them? It's like shmups. I think they're fun. It's it's the thought that I could get lucky and fuck up and do good one day. It's <laughs> like when I golf. Every once in a while, I fuck up and I hit a nice drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeepers. Uh, that's how I am with uh, Enter the Gungeon. Like, I get bored in the early stages, and then I end up, like, taking shots that I shouldn't, like, you, shouldn't, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, why did I get hit? Like, this is, like, the first minute of the game, you know, but. Well, the problem is all those games, they disguise themselves as, like, pick up and plays. But they're mm -hmm. not because you gotta be so focused. Like, yeah. yeah, Hades, when I finally beat that, I was like, oh, okay, like, you just, you realize real quick, you need this, you need that, you need to have, like, the revives, like, you realize, like, okay, I can beat this. I just need, but also in, like, you need a lucky run too. Like, there is yeah. a huge aspect of luck as well, based on like god powers that are offered to you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the, it, it's it's just very deceptive because like, I can pick this up and play it. Like you said, Nick, the, yeah. the Switch gets the most use out of me. That's my like, oh, I gotta take a shit. I'm gonna play my Switch. Yep. But unfortunately, you shoot 'em ups and all those. You ain't. You're not beating them in that time. And if you are, you're getting up with your legs falling asleep and that annoying thing. It's happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens to me regardless yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Good. Thank you for the reminder, Brian. All right. So, icing, icing on the cake to my drunk pukery and all that and hugging oh, yeah. the toilet all night. So, I woke up on Saturday morning and these last two fingers, Ring and Pinky, up were numb. Butt? No. Ow. These were numb from sitting there drunkenly puking all night. Surprisingly not on my butt. Where oh. were they? I don't know. So what? Then why were they numb? I don't know. What part of I don't know do you not understand or remember? Well, when you woke up, what position were they? I don't remember. I fucking just remembered the fucking... Whatever. So. Oh, also, funny story about how I was sleeping. So, when I passed out, like I found my way back to bed and I was like, Fucking shitty hotel room doesn't have any goddamn blankets. Where are my blankets? So I just kind of <laughs> laid in the middle of this fucking balls cold room, just like with no blanket on, freezing my dick off all night. So Dan was like, the next morning, he's like, dude, your blanket's right here. Like, I looked over at one point and I was like, man, he must be hanging at his blankets. He's not wearing them. And they were just like thrown on the floor. So God knows what happened there. But yeah, it's about four days later and these two fingers are still numb. So I guess it's a little nerve damage or something with whatever I did. I don't know. Yeah, well, is there any pain going down your arm? No. Well, then it's just, yeah, it's just it's just a little little uh, tweak in your um, tendon. Upper dorsum is maximus. 
Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I still say you just had them up your butt, and that's why they hurt. Probably. Probably would have been safer for them to be up there. Would have been kept warm, at least. <sighs> I, um... I've been... Nick, give me the disappointed dad handshake. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, how the... he probably... You know what you probably fucking did, dude? You probably went for the toilet and then just lost your balance, dove, and then, like, had your fingers straight on and you collided with the toilet and you jammed them really bad, bud. <laughs> Always a real possibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's very... Yeah, I don't... Either that or I slept with them, like... Tucked under my like left titty or something like that. God only knows. <laughs> the gym, the gym anatomy of how he moves and operates is is a fascinating thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I get uh, I get late onset cerebral palsy when I get too drunk. So damn it, you're not Jr. <laughs> That's Bell's palsy, Brian. Get it right. Uh, sorry. Be respectful. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been just uh, chugging away, getting more and more footage for future videos videos i've been releasing and um for fun i've just been kind of fucking around with dead by daylight I actually haven't touched an aliens game this week jim i got the sneaking suspicion we're gonna be getting the aliens in november yeah you know what and actually uh my kid actually so me and brian we sign our kids up for this run up a couple miles away from us so it's at like a farm basically and you know they do a little race and you know it's fun and they get a medal at the end crap like that so you last week your kids did it they were sick after mine did it on sunday of course it's raining and they still don't cancel it it's Dude, the last that was week so ridiculous yeah i'm like why the, the fucking cancel this so they're out there running in the goddamn rain so of course she wakes up today with a goddamn fever so now she's sick and has gotta stay uh, home all fucking week so yeah well i i you know from my doctors i mean obviously you have the same doctors for her but uh that there is a, a nasty little fever going around. Like I said, so Logan's on day four or five of his fever. Mm. So it's not been a fun one. So Yeah, yeah. yeah I bet. Yeah. Not yeah, fun. Yeah, poor little feller. But, yeah, but, um, fuck, I got distracted. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, so, yeah, obviously with Harper having a fever, yeah, we'll push. For everyone watching, I know we've been talking about, we do have Alien Games. All I can say is, since we are going to push it to November... There are going to be some alien games I'm probably going to get coverage for that. Uh, even if it's just me covering it, if Jim can't get to it, we're, we're going to cover a hell of a lot more alien games than anticipated. Because um, there are so fucking many of them. Yeah, but, but it will but, get pushed in November. But at least we still have my collection videos and Brian's list videos for horror games throughout the rest of October besides the podcast. So you'll get yeah. your content. Oh, yeah, you're definitely. <laughs> I have many, many, many more of these horror videos coming out. So. Are you guys going to be covering the the most recent one that came out, Fireteam Elite? Yeah. So I actually just oh, thank you for saying that, Nick. Um, I just <laughs> downloaded that over the weekend. I think the night you were at too many games. I downloaded that. I was like, fuck it, I'll start playing this. Um, I'll save my opinions for the review. Uh oh. I'm glad it's only forty bucks for okay. it being a new game. I I I'm, I haven't dived in deep enough to decide if it's super fun or not, but it's definitely missing some features that I don't know. If Forty bucks is warranted, but I, once again, I'll put a lot more hours into it and make the decision. But that'll definitely so, be covered. Is that a Game Pass one or no? Mm -mm, no. Damn. Damn. No. All right. So yeah, but uh, speaking of Alien, and obviously the reason why we drove it. 
Uh, it was a Patreon request, so Jim, uh, what do we have from our Patreons this week? Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as $2 a month. You can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first up from Burn Retinas. What is the worst power-up or weapon you've always avoided in a game? A lot of people hate the swirling flamethrower in Contra or the clob in Goldeneye. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Swirling flamethrower is pretty fucking terrible in Contra. Ooh. Um, I do gonna... tend to hate... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I do kind of hate the... Um, like the flame, like the just the general flame weapon in like Ghouls and Ghosts, because like it doesn't like go up high at all, and like it's cool that it can like hit a couple things multiple in a row, but then like you can't spam it either. So if you like miss or shit like that, or you know it hits a couple things but doesn't kill it in enough, then you're getting hit regardless and losing your armor or getting killed. So it just always seems to like set me up for like easy deaths that I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Leaf Man power-up in Mega Man 2, because really, once you get the Blade Man one, you don't need anyone else. But even more so, I still don't even know which other boss the Leaf would be good against. But I've never, I used, tried using it a few times. I remember the pattern sucked on it. It was another like circle, and then it shoots it, spreads out. It was completely useless to me. And who the fuck wants a Leaf as a power at the end of the day? So yeah, never liked that one. You could be Boba Shore. Shut up. He's stupid. Everyone oh, sure. hard. <laughs> How about you, Nick? What do you think yeah, is the worst? I think what comes to mind, and I mean, I don't know where it stands with everyone else, but um, <clears throat> like I could give a shit about being the, the like having the frog costume in, in Mario 3. Mm, yeah. You mm. know? Yep. Like, it serves one purpose, and it's just when you're in the water, and it's like really like an eighth of the game, maybe, you know? It's not, yeah. The, yeah. So no, like it's that, yeah, that one, or um, what I can also think of, too, is the speed up, power up in Sonic 2. Like, I'm already going fast enough. I don't need to go any faster, you know, because... Yeah, like, I never got the speed power up, the speed shoes in Sonic. Like, it never seemed... Like, it just made me run too fast at that point. Yeah, and then, like, you do, you, you know, what happens, you get fucking reckless, you go too fast, you can't see where you're going, and then you get hit, and you fucking lose all your damn rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid you know. Sonic. Hey. 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 hey, he's my birthday bud. We, we were both released in North America, June twenty third, nineteen ninety one. No, that, that that's a good answer though. Yeah, that that's another one I never get. Why given? Why give a speedster speed? I don't know. Yeah, Nick, did your mom say you got to push fast? <laughs> Damn it! Fuck you, dude. Damn it! What? Damn it! I was in emergency C section actually. Oh, got to cut fast. See, yeah. he went too fast. <laughs> he got Can't tangled go up. Fast, man. <laughs> yeah, Nick was too fast. Shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Good good question, Burn uh, yeah. Retinas, dude. Appreciate it. All right, so we're back with more Patreon questions. Before we move on, I'm sorry. There's an annoying-ass cricket behind me. But if you want to make a drinking game, every time you hear it, take a sip. You'll probably be drunk super fast. We can't have any pregnant pauses now in our discussions because that fucking Greg is just going to be there and it's going to make it sound so much worse. Jim, it adds a little bit of flavor. No, it adds a little reality, I guess. (laughs) Next up from Game Whisperer Dean. This goddamn (laughs) The best game including a paintbrush slash paint gun from every decade since the 80s. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my gosh. All right, 90s Lemmings paintball, so that was easy. No, 90s would be Mario Paint. 
I'll still go women's paintball. Yeah, you would, because you're always wrong. Because I am right. You could, you could. Everyone loved Mario Paint secretly. Getting a little mouse with the Super NES. Oh wait, you didn't have one. Um, <laughs> you know that was a fun ass experience, and you could make the little music with all the little sounds. That was damn fun. That was a good YouTube hole back in like 2009. Yeah, yeah. But no, I would say that. I don't know. What the fuck else is there paint? I guess Splatoon, which I've never actually played, is the only other paint-themed game. Layers of Fear, maybe? I don't know. What about uh, paint? Like on oh, the computer? Just, just oh, just paint, yeah. <laughs> Easy answer. I yeah. guess we gotta go with that. <laughs> and yeah, I guess we gotta say, like, what, Akami for the 2000s? So, that's like the biggest, like, actual paintbrush-inspired using game. What? It is? That's a fucking loved game. It's been ported every single generation since. You know what's a good one? It's uh, Mickey's Epic Adventure. Oh, yeah. Epic mm. Mickey is fucking good. Or yeah, Epic poor, Mickey, yeah. Yeah, that poor series uh, died a quick death, but yeah, yeah no, that is a good one. Always with the interesting goddamn questions. <laughs> Dean likes to make us sweat a little bit. He does. Well, we should do research and prep, but, you know, we're not going to do that. So. Next up from Funny Montana. Haven't played a Resident Evil game since the original PlayStation and just downloaded Ooh. RE7. Wow. Any tips or advice for a newbie? I mean, if you download RE7, you could jump into that. I'd probably say do, do the RE2 remake. Um, that is easy enough to pick up, but that feels like the horror. Mm-hmm. RE7, the only thing I'd be worried about is like if you haven't played since the original PlayStation... I don't know how this is going to work out for you. Like, you might think of Resident Evil a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas RE2 still feels like a Resident Evil. It just looks better, plays better. So that would probably be my go-to. Nick? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of struggling, like, because I, I, I agree with you. But at the same time, like, if you want to start with RE7, I mean, it is a good starting point in a sense, for, like, modern-day Resident Evil because that brought back horror to the franchise. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I know it's a continuation or, like, the new direction they're going, but it's it's also kind of like a one-off in a sense because it's not related. Like, you don't have the familiars, you know, like Chris, Jill, so on and so forth, really, in that game. Um, But at the same time, like, yeah, the remakes are there. Even the GameCube remakes, they're available on modern-day consoles. And oh, yeah, really yeah. good too. RE one remake that that is my favorite. That and the original director's cut for nostalgia. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, yeah, that would be the probably the easiest transition if that's all he knows is the original. Then go with the RE one remake. Mm-hmm. I re, I recant my original statement. But if they're looking for oh. tips to on, on playing seven, I can't provide any because I beat that game. But play, I'm a bitch, dude. I'm a fucking bitch. I played it on like the lowest volume. The lights were on in the room. You know, I'm like, nah, fuck this game, dude. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake. Yeah, his teddy bear of blind yeah. playing it for the first time on stream in the dark volume. Oh. Up. So everyone got to see me like fully like mess up time and time again. But that that is a really fun game. Biggest tip for that game: take your time, explore. Mm-hmm. Like at least your first playthrough appreciate the whole layout and just go through and just really try to play through it. That's all I can say. Fucking cricket. <laughs> cricket counter is already up to like 10. I know. Fucking, if anyone's <laughs> actually making a drinking game, you're going to die. <laughs> and we take no responsibility on the legal consequences of Pennsylvania. So God next up, Jim. what next up from Michael Soto, 
What are your opinions on homebrew games? Lately I've been buying and collecting physical copies of homebrews. Now I've mostly gone with Pokemon games, but I also got myself a copy of Dragon Ball Card 64. I've not heard of that. Hmm. Wondering if you guys have any good experiences with homebrew and any suggestions on what to try next. I mean, I think buying physical homebrews is silly. I'd say just emulate it or play it. Um, even if you have to buy it online, because unless you've played it online and you love it enough and you want to buy a physical, just like whatever, even if it's a homebrew, like I've played the Castlevania homebrews, there are some really good ones out there that are really challenging. I would not buy a physical copy of those. They're fine enough just to play online. Um, but I am all for the homebrew thing, uh, because it's breathing life in the systems that otherwise... You're, you're going to be limited to the original console. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I know. That fucking cricket. <laughs> the gym face for the cricket. But no, I, I mean, I, I do love it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys even play homebrews? Yeah, I mean, one awesome uh, creator for homebrews is, uh, you know, John Riggs. You know, he makes awesome homebrew games and whatnot. You know, there's the palette swaps and whatever. But, um... I think as far as like buying them, unless it's going to benefit the home brewer like directly, um, I probably wouldn't buy it. You know, um, I know there's like another guy here in uh, Arizona. His name's like Evil Jared. He did like um, a Splatterhouse collection for the Dreamcast, and that that was really cool. Went all out for that. So I was going to buy it. He ended up just gifting it to me instead. But um. I think homebrews deserve some love. Um, you know, like I said, if as long as it would benefit the creator directly, then that's cool. Because I do see, like, people sell a homebrew of a homebrew. You know, like a repro. And I'm like, well, eh, that's not your game, so I probably wouldn't buy it. You know? And that's the only weird part I get with homebrews that are just palette swaps. Is, mm -hmm. is that a little too much infringement for it to be actually sold? You know, if it's a passion yeah. project, like like the Castlevania one, that is literally it's the castle. It's like all the the uh, assets and shit from the original game. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, even though the guy put in time and made it, it he didn't create it from scratch. So I'm kind of like, ooh, is that a little a little bit weird to go directly to him? It's kind of like someone who compiles a, a pie, a retro pie, and already builds in all the ROMs. Kind of does the work for you, right? Or, Brian, legally, maybe two wrongs can make a right. Like, if you do a palette swap game of another licensed property, like the Ninja Gaiden swap that became the Deadpool game <laughs> that came out a couple of years ago that I have in my hands right now. So, yeah, I mean, like, a good idea, though, for a lot of the homebrews, like, I like dabbling in homebrews, is to definitely, you know, um, most 90% of them, I want to say, like, a good chunk of something that isn't directly on Kickstarter first is probably going to just have a free demo or a free version out there, a, like a free ROM that you can just download and play it. So, you know, just do that first. If you want to support them after, then go buy it. But I've dabbled in some of the um, homebrew stuff that's turned into real releases. Like our buddies who are making Gelatinous right now and doing their Kickstarter, like I put in for that. Or when uh, Xeno Crisis was being Kickstarted, I went in on that. So, and that's now been poured to like every goddamn thing. That's been a huge success. So... You know, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it really doesn't. So, you know, you got to be a little careful when you go into the actual money side of it. But, you know, if you know the small dev, you know, throw your money towards them. Like, it can only help out, because they do some cool stuff. Right. 
No, great question now. I, I like you said, it's uh it's a tricky one. Just play it. If you like it, yeah, I'm all for supporting the guy creating it. Yep. And last up from Gamer Astral. Favorite fall slash winter beer. I mean, that's going to be an easy one for me. I can, I, poor Brian, I can tell he's muting himself now when he isn't talking because he's trying to cut out the cricket. So, I'm, Brian's, Brian's making life a little harder on himself, but he's doing it for you people. So, make sure to thank him. But my easy answer is always Mad Elf. Like, that's the gateway drug for a lot of craft beer. Like, that's the one that I showed a lot of my friends back in the day when, you know, there was still just nothing but Coors Light and Rolling Rock going around. I was like, no, you need to try this. Especially, we're at Miller's Arrow House. This is on tap. You're drinking this right now. So, and never let us wrong. So, anytime you get Mad Elf during the winter months, definitely stock up. I would actually go with the Weyerbacher uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale for my fall and Mad Elf for my winter. I can't separate the two. I love them both, and each one is very distinctly different seasons. I feel like too often people merge the two seasons together. For me, there is a, a clear, like, as soon as Thanksgiving's done, I'm on to winter beers, and mm -hmm. Mad Elf is my first beer. Actually, I usually have Mad Elf on Thanksgiving night, so that's where I usually cut it off. Yeah, they're both great choices. What about you, Nick? Yeah, there's a, a Arizona brewery called um, Mud Shark, and they they put out a really good um, pumpkin beer called Peaceful Pumpkin. Um, out of all the mm. pumpkin beers I've had, like that one is like mine. Like I love that one. Um, I actually ran through a case yesterday. I tried to save one for today, but ugh. yeah, <laughs> um, things happen. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely didn't have numb fingers after the night, but uh, yeah. Ah, right, then you didn't do it right. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Mud Sharks Peaceful Pumpkins, pretty good. Um, uh, Christmas beer, I don't really, I don't just give me some beer. Yeah, you don't? Do you have any like winter warmers over? Like I feel like winter warmers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you get some shit from Sierra Nevada. Yeah, but I feel like West Coast don't doesn't do winter warmers the way a lot of East Coast breweries do. Yeah, not really. It's not really a thing. Um, even like when I go to like a Total Wine or something, um, there's really not a whole lot of that. I, I guess I would probably just like steer more towards like a stout for Christmas time. You know, just like a, a nice bold beer. You know, um, I like Stone. Stone's pretty good when it comes to stouts. Or um, I like the beer, not the owner. Yeah. Or uh, Firewalker, or what is it? Firestone Walker. They they do a pretty good stout too. So nice. Yeah. If I could ever recommend for you guys, if you've never tried it for a good Christmas beer, you've probably seen them in beer stores. They're the Saint Barnabas. Uh, I think it's called ABT Twelve. They usually come. It's like a monk holding up a beer, smiling, and it usually comes mm. in a specialty glass. Yeah, a whole case. They're like triples, uh, doubles, and quads, and they're really strong. I'm talking like, I think the weakest one is 10%. It goes up to 14 or something. Holy shit. But they're very, like, they're very good. Like, they taste like you're drinking booze because they warm you as you drink them down. But really, really great wintertime beers. That would be my choice after Mad Elf, I'll say. But, yeah, no, great, great question. Yep, great question, yeah. and that wraps it up for this week. So, once again, thank you to all of our lovely patrons out there. Thank you for getting your questions in. As always, if you have, if you sign up, make sure to check out the tiers. Like our good buddy Nuck here, who put in a game request for us a while back when we did Tiny Tank. 
We can oh, do yeah. a game review request of your choice. Or if you want to pay even more money, use us as your billboard. So check it all out. All good stuff there. And thank you once again. We really appreciate it. Wait, Nick, while we have you here, do you mm-hmm. have a question for us? Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, question. Okay. Uh, Out of all the videos you guys have done, which one was the most pain in the ass to uh, film, edit, whatever? This is easy. Right? It, it's the intro. It was the intro, to the original intro for the page, I will say. That was now, a pain in the ass, but it was also fun. So I, even though, like, because of Jim, and that's usually how it goes. <laughs> Jim's drunk. <laughs> drunk Jim comes I, again. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we had someone professional there, Jim fucked it up. I got my car hit that day by a 90-year-old woman and her friends. Like, oh. it, he fucked up that whole day. It was still, like, a fun day to shoot, so mm-hmm. I was just more annoyed with him, not so much the process of editing it, because... At least actually, I was cute. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least I, I forced to reshoot the pulling you out of bed and throwing the beer at your nuts. Yeah, you Even did Even though we caught it in the times. first shot, I was like, no, we're going to keep reshooting this scene just so Jim feels <laughs> us. Um, I earned it. Jim nut smacking. I mean, Would you say beer brawl, Bri, for uh, but see, editing? Like, even though that was a beast to edit, that was that once again. It's like it, when it's fun to edit, it's fun. You, you mm. know, it was honestly probably one of the. Let worst. me let me guess a podcast with fucked up audio. I've had that many many times, and I've had situations where for whatever reason it doesn't sync, or halfway through it crashes. Those are annoying, but the most annoying might be Donkey Kong sixty four. For the sheer number of hours of footage I had, and like, I like we couldn't just bring ourselves to review that, so like we were lagging behind on it. The audio, like, I think Jim had a lot of really long run-ons for, it. and I just remember like just everything about editing that video. I was like, I just want to be done with this game forever. Like, I legit want to give Jim his thirty bucks so I can take that game to the range and shoot the shit out of it because. I hate the game that much. I truly just despise that game with all my heart. Um, there's been plenty of more difficult videos to edit. I'll say that. But that was the one that I remember felt like. That was the first time I made a video game review edit. And I went, this feels like a fucking chore. I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. That would be mine. <laughs> yeah, everything right around on. that one was pretty painful. Yeah, I'm obviously not the main video editor for the page. But for the videos that I've done... Probably the most painful one was one of the first I did when I did my uh, doing the plain Sonic the Hedgehog with the Atari Twenty Six Hundred stick Ugh. because that was one. Of, it wasn't even the fact of doing that part of it, but that was one of the last ones I did with my old laptop because that's basically the video that killed that laptop. Because like twice during the course of recording the video, it blue screened on me, and then when editing it all together, since it was like an hour long video. It would take, like, eight hours at a time to render, mm-hmm. and then, like, it failed twice. I had to keep it going overnight. Like, it felt like the table was sitting on was about to melt. So, Jeez. like, that was, like, way more effort than it was fucking worth. But, yeah, that was that was a whole nightmare scenario right there. Maybe get my new laptop, at least. So, man, there's always no, that. No, Nick, yeah. that, that, that is a great question. Though. Like I said, I, I, I think I will afterwards look through and, and be like, what, what videos were really annoying? The beer video was annoying because that's my first, I guess, closest thing to stop motion I'll ever get. 
Um, mm. That was definitely like some of the most effort you've ever put into a video. Moving the bottles to try to talk like we were, that was a whole thing. Yeah. But no, that, like I said, that was, I was having fun doing it because I knew what the end result, even though like 20 people saw it. I was like, God damn it, I put too much effort into it. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to shoot, I'll say that. Yeah. No, good no question. great question, though. But yes, now that wraps up the Patreon questions for this week. All right, back with some new beers. Nick, how are those uh, cervezas treating you? It's all right. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's like, it's better. I don't know, it's good. It's good. Now, is it all right because it's all right in general or because you're not really running at 100% right now? Um, You know, I kind of question, like, should this be my last one? But I'm like, well, you know what? I'm kind of over yesterday. I'm better now. And, uh, yeah. Well, that's why they call it hair of the dog. Because it's not like, it's not, you know, the act of drinking mm-hmm. what you drank yesterday to make you feel better and even yourself out. You know, the bullshit people try to spew. It's just you yeah. getting drunk again. So, right. you're just yeah. knowing the pain no matter what. So. Yeah, and it's not I say an IPA. Doing it. I had IPAs, like, all day yesterday, too. So, that was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Well, at least you can say you didn't lose feeling in your fingers from Coors Light. Damn right. <laughs> Jim, what are you? What would you move on to from your pretzel beer? No, I'm still rocking this, so I'm on my third one of these. Oh, nice. Is it has the salt kicked in at all, or is no. it really just bready and like kind of more like typical Oktoberfest? It's just like a typical Oktoberfest Morrison style. Yeah, I mean it's good. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't see where the uh, Snyder matches in at all with it. Yeah. Maybe a slightly more pretzely bread. Nah. Yeah. Once I brought up that peaceful pumpkin, I was like, "Damn it! This yeah, isn't. Now this, I want this that. does not match up." <laughs> yeah. So speaking of pumpkins, I finished my Scarecrow. Very good beer. It's just kind of light on the actual flavor, but because it's five percent, it wasn't bad. Then I moved on to the UFO Journey to Planet Pumpkin, which is five point nine percent. This was significantly better, more tasty, just everything. But then I realized, I'm like, all right, I'm taking notes as we're talking, and I also am going to be writing reviews. So I was like, I need to switch over just to a beer I don't care about. So good old Miller Lite. Yeah. So I won't end up like Jim with my pants down, puking into a <laughs> toilet tonight. Well, la-dee-da. <laughs> <laughs> burning bridges. Burning potential bridges. Oh, God. I Yeah, I can't wait to talk to other people about that. Everyone has that one night. Jim Just has a lot of one. these nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah one. Yeah. <laughs> sure do that, that one. Yep. <sighs> they should right, throw any symbols. So, Jim. Not this it, time. This this mm, article this you, you shared has me interested. Well, it was actually shared to us by our buddy Max Marvel, so thank you, Max. Yep. But uh, it comes to us from the uk.news.yahoo.com. I guess it's a UK, not Yahoo. But basically, uh, China is going to ban video games featuring same-sex relationships, effeminate men, and moral choices. Uh, Are we shocked? I mean, China already censors its internet, right? Mm -hmm. It censors a lot of its media. Yeah. I mean, is it really anything that, like, someone goes, oh, shocker. You know, like censors its citizens, censors its COVID stats, censors yeah, it censors a lot of things. You know? So it's yeah. like, I think th- I get why you post an article like this. It's for outrage, but you also got to think like anyone reading it in America who's like offended or whatever. 
they don't share our values. They have a yeah. different system, cultural system. Like they, they couldn't even begin to understand like acceptance of any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense that China would do that for China. Yeah, what do you call it? I'm trying to find the uh, fucking the line. But there is a line in the article that basically says that they find, like, anything promoting, like, homosexuality or, like, sissy or, like, what what was the terminology? Like, sassy, effeminate men? Something like that? Okay, like, they the were government saying, said broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics on oh, screen. Oh. Here we go. Here's the big one. So here's the one. If you ever want to see a sentence that will tell you the difference in uh, culture between, like, China's government and, like, the Western world, I guess. The exact quote. If regulators can't tell a character's gender immediately, the setting of the characters could be considered problematic and red flags will be raised. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, the... Which is... Wow, their version of problematic is way different than the zeitgeist over here. Here's my question. Wouldn't that then rule out all anime? Ah, huh? possibly. Like, like I'm not uh, saying that as a hot. T- like, aren't most like I don't watch anime at all. But like, I mean, it all Final mostly comes Fantasy from Japan and, and maybe Korea. But but no no no, I know that. I'm saying though, like when I look at anime, like all the guys are kind of effeminate, right? Like, and they're pretty cute. They're it's very androgynous, is what I'm saying. Like you don't. If I looked at some animes, I actually don't know if the character is boy or girl most of the time. So yeah, it really depends China's, on like, it really yeah. depends on like what kind of anime you're watching. Like, because you watch like Dragon Ball Z, for example, one of the most popular animes ever. You totally can tell what's a guy, what's a girl. But then I do know what you're talking about. Like, there's a bunch of other animes out there too that like they're like in the high school settings and whatnot, and you're like, who is who? What's you know? going? Well, I I honestly even think like Final Fantasy, like past a certain or in some of the games like i see the main character i really i'm not being a smart ass i don't know right like i don't care like obviously we don't care but Mm -hmm. then in china standard are they gonna block final fantasy like or maybe maybe they like edit it as it comes into the country like you know for anything that's a guy maybe they just you know in good chinese not effeminate faction you just draw a big throbbing cock on them just to make sure the people know which is which so there's no, Damn there's no Jim. better way to, there's no better way than a big throbbing meat stick to let people know what the gender is to make sure that you keep your uh, people pure over there. Jim, you Isn't would that do right, that Winnie no matter what. <laughs> hey, look, just because I do that, regardless, doesn't matter. Here and there. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter what the gender is. They're getting the cock. You I, know, go ahead. I was gonna say the only thing I would hope is this opens people's eyes like how accepting most Western cultures are, like realize that that is a the debatably the other or the biggest world power mm-hmm. that's how they still operate so appreciate the freedoms and the acceptance that we do have here because you look at shit like that and, and mm-hmm. putting out statements like that is fucking it's crazy yeah. I don't know. we we could always be better but it could always be a lot worse absolutely yeah i mean i'm not surprised really at all but like, it just kind of like I, th- I think about it. And I'm like, it just kind of sucks that like the people that live there don't know really like what life is like. You know what I mean? Like they, they oh, yeah. know their life and their hardships and whatnot because like they don't have it easy at all. And to to piggyback on Brian's point, you know, there's a lot of people here that like you know scream oppression or this or that. 
And I'm like, you know, it, it is it, it isn't where you might want it to be, but it could be a definite, you know, um, m- much worse. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. First, you know, they, they limit the gaming time, you know, for the kids there. What is it, like half an hour a day or I something? Think, I think it's down to about an hour, definitely no more than three. It's really dependent on age, I believe. Yeah, I mean... They couldn't really stop you from doing that if you have like a you know like a Sega Genesis. They can't monitor that you know or a Game Boy or something. But you know it's 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 just kind of sad. I, I'm not like I don't really have any big takes on it other than like I'm not surprised. It's sad and it kind of should be a little worrisome. You know, in all honesty, because like again, that is probably like for being real, like the biggest country with power out there and we still get all of our stuff from them and it's just a cause, oh yeah it's a cause for concern a little bit you know that a big influence like that has that ability to do that yeah fuck china now let me check my iphone real quick jim yeah, now right. you have to make an apology like john cena you can't say that Hey, you know what? You give me goddamn John Cena money, I will suck the dick of China all you want. All right? <laughs> well, well, I do not blame that man one bit. Well, to Nick's point, though, I guess if you grew up, if you grow up over there and things are censored, is it like ignorance is bliss? They don't know no better, right? Like you know, like it, it's almost like like anything. Like I'm not saying they they have it better, but I'm saying they don't know any better. So to them, it's not even they won't even understand the idea of it being a social issue. Like if somebody mm-hmm. from the West told them like, "Hey, that's messed up," they'd be like, "Why?" Like that's just right. the way it is. So yeah, yeah it's such, it would be such a cultural shock to see it the other way mm-hmm. that it's uh yeah it's like I but then again it's like then who are we to say what's right culturally for them? It's like we you know. Yeah, yeah. Their culture is their culture, and it is funny too that you say that because, like, if you look at a lot of like Chinese accounts, like you know, you can translate any tweet and shit like that. Like a lot of them are saying, "No, it isn't really that bad." Like American media is just making it look worse because, like, you know, we're an enemy of them and shit like that. So it's like, eh, it's like we don't share. Yeah, we know. don't share the same. The thing is, we don't share the same values at the end of the day, right? So right. we're saying, "Hey, we're doing it right because we want everyone like this." They're yeah. saying we want it like that. It's it's very. No one should be shocked by that shit. I think mm-hmm. it'll always it will continue to happen, for who knows how long. But uh, yeah, China's gonna do what China's gonna do. Yeah, so, I mean on the other side of the coin. On the other side of the coin, if I go to China, I'll be like their fucking model citizen, right? Because they'll look at me and be like, "This is the guy that we want all of our guys to look like." Yeah. But you know, values turned around. You know, like. I just want everyone to be happy, you know. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good article, Max. Thank you mm-hmm. for sending it. But yeah, it's yeah, unfortunate that that's how how it is over there. Oh, Jim, I don't know if this next one is unfortunate or kind of awesome. I wanted to see, see your guys' actually, take on this because this actually was a suggestion from Nick. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about this? And I was like, yeah, I'll give this a go. So since we're the horror guys over on uh, YouTube lately, mm-hmm. we love us a little horror, love us a little wrestling. So WWE is partnered with Netflix for a new interactive media experience called Escape the Undertaker. So links will be below. You can watch the trailer. So basically what it is is the New Day goes to the Undertaker's mansion to basically get the urn to 
increase the power of positivity. And then it turns into basically a point, not a point and click adventure, but like a choose your own adventure kind of like interactive movie deal. Right. Jim, did, did, or either of you, did either of you do the Bandersnatch from Black Mirror? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, so that was the, I believe, the first choose your own adventure series or show. And I love that interactivity. Now, Mm-hmm. I told myself I was going to like, I'm gonna rewatch it multiple times and keep going through. It. I didn't do it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I liked that idea, and I was actually shocked more. It's very gimmicky. It's kind of like 3D. Like now that we all have Netflix or streaming services, I'm shocked more don't do this. Mm-hmm. What this really brought up in my eyes is why the hell have they not made a legit good Undertaker horror game? Like, right. that would be such an easy, that or a cane or whatever, or even Bray Wyatt or, like, there's so many characters that they could easily translate into a horror game. Mm-hmm. Like, just do that. Like, Kane did those horror movies, you know? Like, you could make yeah. horror video games, but, yeah, I don't know. I think this is goofy fun. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if this is their official soiree into, like, this is a Netflix game mm-hmm. versus an interactive movie. I love goofy shit like this, um, so I'm all for it. I think it's it's just goofy fun. And yeah. I do love me the new day, so, like, who knows? Maybe I will do this, sit down with the daughter and, like, let us, you know, take our little things. Like, yeah. I saw one clip that was just goofy as shit where, like, the Undertaker, like, flies in the air and basically, like, electrocutes them all to death, basically, mm-hmm. for, like, a good 40 seconds. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> That's awesome. going way crazier than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I actually, I, I did it. The girlfriend and I, we sat down on a Friday, and we were scrolling, and I was like, well, what should we watch? And that was, like, the first thing I saw, and I was like, well, you want to you give this a go? Because she watches wrestling, too. Yeah. Um, and we, we did a pretty decent run. We only did one. Obviously, there's the New Day, so there's three. And, right. you know, they Scooby-Doo that shit split up, you know, and you can kind of <laughs> <laughs> follow along whichever character you want to and, and whatnot. So I think I personally will go back. I, I'm pretty positive that um, th- there's only one real ending. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, and whatnot. It was, it was fun. It was kind of hokey, kind of corny. They, the advertising for it, like the poster looks awesome. You know, is it a poster? Yeah, that, that, that was like on the link. Oh, wait. You know, I put the wrong one. I probably just put the uh, the WWE link here with the uh, thing here. Let me look that up. Yeah, because it makes it look really cool. Very like 1980s horror movie looking. Um, and it makes it look a lot scarier than it actually is. There's really, I think there was one jump scare that got that got the both of us. Oh, okay. Shit, that is a cool uh, thing. Yeah, with, me, like uh, the, the Undertaker's head over the house. Yeah, I'm texting it to you right now, Brian. Like I said, I I'm I'm definitely for it. I will do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Use that, like use the goofy characters. Like go back to. Unfortunately, Jim and I have talked about this. Well, they can't use Bray now. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, but what I'm saying is like the back in the day as a kid, you love the kayfabe. You love mm-hmm. the idea of like. Are these really characters? Are these whatever? Mm-hmm. Now we know because no Twitter, and, yeah, as Twitter and everything, it's like, oh, they're just real dudes, and he's just a guy who likes motorcycles and drinks and whatever. Like, yeah, it's not as fun. But like, 
go with this. I want to see this for like mm-hmm. all types of goofy characters, and I love yeah. that idea. I think it's a great idea. Um, so I'm I'm definitely all for it. Yeah. He really has magical powers, and it really it doesn't overstay its welcome either. Like it's it's even with yeah. Like how long was your run? I think it was like maybe like half an hour. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drive the wife crazy and I after drinking like I have, and she's gonna be like, "Turn that shit off." I'm like, "But the take is gonna get him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the timer—it's actually really fast when it when it gives you the decision to make. I think you have less than—I think it's like five seconds to make a decision. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you feel the pressure, but it's it's good. Um, it, it's unfortunate that that's probably like the best thing WWE's put out <laughs> in, in a, a while. In a while. In, in a, a long while. while. Yeah, it so. is unfortunate. But it was yeah. good though. I liked it. Yeah, I, I will Ooh. report back next week. After I'm definitely going to be doing this by next. Yeah, week. I'll sit down with the wifey and do it. Yeah. So speaking of <sighs> goofy and horror related and media experiences, <laughs> oh, boys, we got us in, we got another new trailer to talk about here, and this camera was from IGN, but it's all over the fucking place. Yep. Resident Evil. We talked about the new movie a couple podcasts ago. Well, we have a full official trailer now. We talked about the, uh, you know, the shown off characters and our opinions before. Now they have a real trailer. And, uh, boys, I assume everyone here has watched it already. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've watched it a few times to reanalyze, to yeah. catch all little tidbits. Um, I'm going to pull a SpongeBob and I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here, here's my deal. Uh, one, let me, let me start with the pros. Let me do that. So I love that it is clearly, undoubtedly, going with the horror route. And it's not mm-hmm. action-y like the last. I don't even hate the original Resident Evil series. Even though it went complete action movie, crazy, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. that. I still like, that's a stupid, popcorn, goofy, like me and the wife watch that. And we're like, alright, they're just silly movies. The first three are a lot of fun. Yeah. I like them. Even it's after Transformers. That, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's like turn your brain off like nothing horror really mm-hmm. um but then this one like it seems like it's horror right off the bat i'm like oh cool they're even including some of the iconic scenes the zombie turning his head that mm-hmm. lisa trevor like the dogs look kind of good from the really small bit i could see they didn't look overly cgi which i always appreciate um they threw a lot in there the zombies look pretty cool but, and and I'll say the settings, you know, that you have the RPD, you have the mansion, but then going into the negatives. So, once again, it confirmed, even though they have costumes, these characters look absolutely nothing like the fucking characters in the game. Not one of them. The closest yeah. is maybe Chris. Chris. And even yeah. Chris is like a, a slim down, like, I, I don't even know what he is. But fucking Nick should have been Chris. Well, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, fucking that Chris can't punch boulders. You got Leon with like a weird, dirty long hair, dirty stash. Like, what the fuck is that? He doesn't look like Leon even a little bit. Not a ginger. Mm-mm. Leon's not a ginger. Um, yes, he is. No, he's not. He's brown hair, Jim. God damn it. Resident Evil 2, he's ginger. No, he's not. You don't. Yes, he is. You, you can't see color. Um, <laughs> Claire, that's right. I am goddamn progressive. Claire kind of, once again, Claire may kind of look like Claire, but she looks like a thirty-five-year-old Claire, like not a eighteen-year-old. I'm going off to college, Claire. Jill, I what the fuck? Did they just throw a dart and say we'll pick this actress? Like it, 
Nothing about her looks like Jill. Um, like I said, Chris, okay, clean-shaven, white dude, short mm-hmm. hair. That's that's the only thing they did with him. I didn't see Wesker, unless I missed it. And I didn't see Barry. I think he was there? I don't think there was any Barry. I no. think, I was think Wesker, Wesker might have been there. Because there, there's two guys that like literally almost look the same. Yeah, like, I The think... guy that plays Chris, and then the other dude, who's from like Umbrella Academy. Which I, I thought could have been... Wesker. Is that supposed to be Birkin or? But it could that... also be Forrester. It could be a few different characters. Like who knows? Like because what I could, yeah. what I was also gathering from that is, they're gonna do the shitty DC thing and squeeze mm-hmm. too much into one movie. Because I think the yep. I think the bulk of this movie is going to be about Resident Evil Two, and yeah. I think there's probably gonna be flashbacks to one and them going through the mansion. This is just my guess mm. based on it. Because they 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 favor so much with Claire and Leon. And mm-hmm. they're trying to save, like, Chris is talking to Claire, and they're going through with Leon, and you see Oswell and all that. And it seems like there's almost, like, flashbacks to the mansion incident. And they're now dealing with, like, the current day shit of what happened after the mansion. And, dude, like, take the Marvel goddamn way. Mm-hmm. Take your time with these movies. I'm not saying you have to make 22 of them. Mm-hmm. Make Resident Evil 1. You could even squeeze in some Resident Evil Zero shit, like Rebecca on the train. You don't need the right. hard Yeah, it explains story. Rebecca. Yeah, but, yeah. like, just do Resident Evil 1 to the end. Then do a Resident Evil 2. Like, they're just trying to, like, get in as much like, oh, remember this moment? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try to hold out hope. Um, and I don't even care. These actors could do it, could knock it out of the park from an acting ability. I still want my actors to look uh, just, just, just a little bit. Like... If Superman yeah. came in with a fucking beer gut, I'd still be like, that's a little weird. Like, that mm-hmm. wouldn't be... That would take me out of it. And the whole time I'm looking at Joe and Leon, I'm going to be like, this is... I don't know who these are, but they're kind of cool. So... Yeah, like, I've I've gotten, I'm sure, a bad image, like, on Twitter, getting into conversations. Not arguments, but just conversations about, like, how, to me casting matters when you're casting to something pre-existing and solidified mm-hmm. you know what i mean chris like, pratt yeah yeah but isn't that for an animated movie jim yeah but it's still gonna sound weird it's a voice that i can let go way more than this yeah like as soon as the images came out of um the the actors in costume sorry it's mashed mm-hmm. spider um as soon as those images came out i was like already like fuck you're gonna fuck this up already you know and and like they could knock it out of the park and it could be a great performance but like my um suspension of disbelief is already gone because they i think what the company the the studio did was course correct um to the extreme from what the original um movies did and you know it is kind of controversial to, to, to say, but like studios nowadays are, um, you know, making guy characters, girls and vice versa. And, you know, white characters, black, Asian, whatever. And it's to be inclusive and this and that. But I'm like, this is pre-existing content. And this is, uh, a character that's beloved by so many. And, you know, these are characters that people have grown up with. And another generation is growing up with and whatnot. 
and you're just kind of like stirring the pot. Why? Like, leave it the way it is. It was great the way it was. You know, there was nothing wrong with Leon as a character. There was nothing wrong with Jill as a character. You know, everyone knows. It's like, it would be like making Laura Croft a dude. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's no reason. Tess Holiday. Yeah. It, yeah, it just... It just I agree a thousand percent. And that is my point. Like, that was my point with Joe. That was my point with Leon. Like, mm-hmm. it does seem like they're like, they probably had a plan. They're like, you know what? It's not diverse enough. We got to yeah. spice it. And you're like, but why? Like, do yeah. it with the characters no one truly cares about. Like, I don't even care. Like, make Barry someone else. I don't care. Like, but the main core cast, you can't fuck with. Like, if you give me Wesker and he's a dark haired, something else guy i'm gonna be like Mm. that's not wesker i want to see the glasses i want to see the cheesy 80s look Mm -hmm. like i want to see wesker that's that's the source material yeah and if you and and for the people creating it if you if you so want something else just make it something else don't call it resident evil don't call it whatever right i don't get this idea it it does it messes with it in a way and yeah too many franchises are doing it yeah and and like, the only thing I can maybe think of is, like, if you look at the CG, like, the CG looks like dog shit. So it's, like, maybe there's just, like, such a low budget for this that, like, they uh, they basically had a bunch of actors come in and they basically picked, like, the best seven that they got. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, I guess you can be this guy. Like, you were the closest that we got to this, and guess you can be this. Yeah, the dog. I went back and uh, slow-moed when they had the, showed the dog, like, leap out. In the car? Yeah, and it literally, dude, I, it literally looks like the dog from a from um, from one of the PS One games during like a cinematic. <laughs> yeah, like, there was no like fur texture on the dog. It looked like super smooth and whatever, which was like okay, cool, because I'm a I'm like I'm a weird stand for PS One cutscene graphics, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, and then my, my thing, too, is, like, okay, if you're doing Resident Evil, and this is the first film, you saw what not to do with the other series, so why are you making that error again by doing one and two in the same film when the the other series did two and three in the same film, and it was just too much, too cramped, like, I don't yep. know. It's a, I'll it's, still see it. Yeah. I'll still fucking give it my you know movie theater money it, but it, it, it's probably going to be too dumb actiony and stuff like that because like you could easily drag out a resident evil movie based on one of the stories and just have a lot of slow parts building suspense and shit like that but right. you know people hear you know video game movie and they don't want to hear that or think about that so yeah yeah i don't have high like when i first heard about this movie i had really high hopes when as soon as mm-hmm. we saw those pictures it like I said, there's parts like I'm like, oh shit, they got Lisa Trevor. Like they're throwing in things that I was like, I wasn't even, even expecting. Where there's little touches like having itchy, tasty, like scratched on the wall and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, all right, that's cool, nice little Easter egg and shit from the game, but like from ye- one of the stories. But yeah, it's. I think they'll do fan service in those regards. I think you'll look for the Easter eggs. You'll remember the notes. You'll say, oh, it's that character that they just mm-hmm. randomly talked about, but. All in all, it'll probably walk away. I'm hoping to just walk away and saying, "Okay, that was fun," and I don't have hopes beyond that. Just be yeah. better than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Jim, I don't know, did dude. you I actually watch Mortal Kombat? 
I haven't watched it yet, but I just heard bad things. It's not <laughs> that bad. I was going to say. It's, no, it's, they, they it's made, good. The character they introduced is stupid because mm-hmm. you're like, why do you need to introduce a character when you have all these others? And you have a whole movie without Johnny Cage, which obviously I think we've talked about. But the Sub-Zero Scorpion part was really mm-hmm. well done. The Sub-Zero as a villain, like Byhan or whatever, mm-hmm. he was great. Behan. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Behan! <laughs> Other than that, like, that movie, I think, gets more hate than it deserves. All right, maybe I'll actually watch it for once. Yeah, I actually thought video game movies were on an upward trajectory as of late. I mean, Mortal Kombat pulled in the numbers. They got greenlit this, the sequel. Sonic did really good. That sequel's coming out. Sonic was really good. Um, Rampage did really well. Uh, and that was, like, a movie. Like, how do you fucking make that a movie? Yeah, that and was... Two, and the, the reboot of Tomb Raider did well. Yeah, Rock can, yeah. Have, Rock can re- resolve... Every, you know what? Make Resident Evil, The Rock can be the tyrant. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That should be pretty good guessing. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, we'll see. It does look really low budget. I hate... Because I have an eye for, like, oh, that's a cheap-ass camera they're using. I just and looked. You, I, the budget's $40 million. Oh, fuck. It looks oh. like that for $40 million? Well... That's Ugh. considering I mean, what with, a with all big the CGI goes, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's not much money. So. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, it, that kind of explains so, it then. Yeah, it, it's low budget in the ter- tier of what you would need to make a good Resident Evil. Let's put it that way. You, 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 yeah, yeah, you would need this to be at least a hundred. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, right. I, I'll hold out hope that maybe something will come from this. I don't know. I, we'll see. That's all we can really do is just wait. Yeah. We can, you know, guess and judge all we want on the trailer, but, like... I mean, it's coming out soon, isn't it? It's uh, November, like, 24th, I believe. Yeah. So I'll the say end of- something, too. They, they probably don't have a whole lot of hope for the movie, knowing, knowing the fact that they launched the first trailer this close to the film. Yeah. They've probably been cutting like crazy, mm. and they're like... Marketing has, has been It's been nothing. Absent. No. Yeah, like, yeah, they're they probably know what they have, and they're like, okay, well, maybe we can make our money in China or somewhere else. You know, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Ah, Jim. Speaking of making your money and maybe losing it, this one from your favorite site, Kotaku. Ooh, the the hot. The hot topic of the <laughs> gaming Twitter this week. Oh, boy. So, Jim, why don't you, uh, you lead us into this one? All right, Brian. Well, from our good buddies at Kotaku, Metroid Dread is already running on Switch emulators. So only days after the release, the latest entry in Nintendo's classic franchise is running in 4K using an emulator. So basically, this article, it's a short article, so it's an opinion piece. And it basically um, by Zach Zweizen? Zweizen? Never say that. <laughs> and he's basically saying, you know, I'm, like, emulators for the Switch is nothing new. Like, it's been out for a while now. And, hello, Cricket. And <laughs> he was gone for a while. <laughs> he was. I thought the cat actually got him. I saw the cat fucking around back there. And I was like, oh, he did it. He did something useful for once. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, there's been a couple Switch emulators for a while. But, yeah. Apparently, you know, Metroid Dread's already on there. And it's already running better on the emulators than it does on an actual Switch. And, you know, at its own, probably not the worst article in the world, but it kind of also doesn't steer you away from going out and, you know, just uh, playing this on an emulator. 
because yeah, uh, what's that famous line that everyone's pointing to right now? Where it's like, yo, the you know the article isn't blah 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 blah. Oh, they fucking edited it. They they got they got rid of the line, didn't they? Oh, those tricky well, little bitches. What was it? If you had to, <laughs> I mean, I could probably look it up real quick. But they had a line in there where the basically the last line of the article was like. Thank God for pirates because, you know, they keep alive IPs and no one else would be touching or caring about some kind Ooh, of deal like that. Okay. Basically, like, actively, like, encouraging people to go out. Like, the long and short of it is, like, you can't, anyone's saying they aren't, like, you know, actively promoting piracy with this article. But when you read it, you're like, yeah, they're saying, you know, go out and pirate this right now. Mm. So they do have well, an update they, well, as here, of here, yesterday. Here's one thing they say is... There are so many good reasons to be grateful for pirates, emulators, modders, and hackers for doing what so many publishers won't, keeping old games alive. And the, But then they kind of like go on. So, yeah, they, they definitely updated it. Uh, yeah, so they basically said an earlier version of the story was understood by many readers to be a direct suggestion to illegally download this just-released game. We regret this interpretation. Kotaku believes emulation is a vital part of the world of gaming, not least when it comes to game preservation. While not directly encouraging anyone to break the law and download games they have not purchased, we believe our readers are intelligent adults capable of making such choices for themselves, independently of us. So here's my question. And Jim, I don't know if you've read more into it. How is it possibly working better on the emulator than the actual like the hardware itself because it runs at a full 60 frames per second the entire time and it runs in 4k but what is there a reason it doesn't do it on the hardware like it the hard because the hardware isn't strong enough to do it yeah so i guess with the 4k yeah switch doesn't run 4k okay so i see what you're saying so on a pc for some reason i thought you meant running an emulator on your switch was oh no no running it on an emulator that was like that doesn't make sense at all but yeah, running it on your PC. Oh, here I found it yeah, real quick. Because the switch sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the the original paragraph that they completely uh, tried to yeet off the internet, but the internet never forgets. If you want to play the rest of the Metroid franchise and don't want to show out large amounts of money on old consoles and games, your best bet is also emulation. As is often the case, Nintendo, like most game publishers, is really bad about maintaining access to their past games and outside of a few big sellers. Thank God for pirates, emulators, modders, and hackers. I don't disagree with and that that's, statement. No. I mean, they're not entirely wrong, but here, here's the thing. If you're going to put a line in, like, I think the line on its own is probably perfectly fine, as long as somewhere in the article you actively say, but also please remember, you know, this is a brand new released game. Yeah. If you want to see more Metroid, please support the official release and, you know, just remember that it is illegal to emulate games that you don't own or shit like that. Like, at least put lines like that in there yeah. to at least try and make it seem like that. So that's where I think they fucked up. Here's the, here's the question, though. Is this more Nintendo's fuck-up that they can't even run the game as optimally as other people can on PCs? No, because consoles can't do it either. Like, PC is a niche market. Yeah. For like PCs, where you want to go for what do you call it, hardware snobbery? Like the the Switch is what it. No, no, is. no. Like, but but I'm saying, is this Nintendo's fault? Like that it's exclusive for the Switch. If it was available, do you think PC people would just buy it and then run it 4K instead? 
Well, I mean, Nintendo always keeps their home IPs. But that, but, I, but I'm consoles. saying that is my point. Like mm-hmm. other games, always you always see the people PC people always show on console people all the time. That's nothing new, and they right. show. Oh, you're playing that on PS4 or five. Look at my PC specs on this. If if Nintendo would just open the door like other developers, that might avoid direct emulation right off the get, and people may actually be willing to pay for that shit if they just shared it at least to PCs like Steam or whatever. Because yeah, I guess it just doesn't maybe. it doesn't work though because then like Nintendo ultimately would be like it doesn't run as good on our system that we put out this game yeah. for but if you if you play it on PC it's going to be great like I don't know it it wouldn't do Nintendo as a brand any favors. Like you know what Sony doesn't do that either though. And Sony has way more powerful hardware. Yeah. No no I yeah. I know but I'm saying I think. Are you saying it's Sony's fault that like God of War or like the New Horizon like can't run at like a smooth sixty frames the entire time because they don't put it on PC then, even if it's on a PS5. You could say that, but I think are you going to be able to emulate that game as easily as you could as some a simple two D platformer? I don't know. Maybe I don't know how I, the emulators are for PS5 I, right I'm now. I'm gonna guess they're not that good, Jim. I, I, Probably not right now. Probably not right now. I'm saying if I'll you're releasing a two D platformer in 2021. And you can't run it at specs that other people can. Is it kind of encouraging? Pe- no. <laughs> How's it encouraging it? It's their IP, and it's meant to be played on the one system. But it's not played to optimally, Jim. Since when are you Johnny Optimal? <laughs> Since fuck. You're only saying because you fucking Nintendo. hate the Switch and Nintendo. I, yeah, I, That's I, why. Yeah, because Nintendos are assholes. I mean, I don't. They are. I'll say that they're assholes yeah. all goddamn day. And look, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I think I kind of see what you're trying to move towards. Like, I don't think if it wasn't Kotaku making this article and if it wasn't in a franchise that Nintendo has largely ignored for the better part of 20 years, I don't think people would have fucking cared as much. Yeah. Like, I think, like, a lot of the Mario games and shit like that, people were emulating and running better right off the bat. Like, when the All-Star Collection came out, like... People were already emulating and playing Mario 64 in 16 by 9 at 60 frames per second in 4K and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But no one cared because, you know, it's fucking a re-release of Mario 64, a game on a franchise that will never die on a game that's been re-released a thousand times. But you're talking about, like, you know, one of the smaller but more beloved franchises that hasn't been touched for the good part of over a decade, like, you know, given real love, and people are really trying to push for, hey, we want more of this, we have to support this one. And then, you know, the major news articles coming out there and saying, hey, emulate this. And here's why it's better to do it instead of paying for the product that you but have. But that's what I'm saying. Without putting anything in there to say, hey, please pay for this at the same time as you do it. But they're just saying, hey, no, it's way better. You should just do it this way. But see, when the way you read it to me, I'm not reading this with a bleeding heart. I go, they're just saying that, hey, emulate all the old games. That's going to be your best bet. But they're I, not talking about old games. This is about Metroid Dread. No, but just you said out. in that, that one they edited it out. They were talking about the preservation of old games. If you want to play the old Metroid games, it would be better to emulate them. Right, but that's the last paragraph. The, re- the rest of the article is specifically about just emulating Metroid Dread for better specs on a PC. I mean, they do throw in... I don't know. Is, it, is this a call to arms to emulate it? I don't think it was. I think it's just... They're, you know, they're not, they're not going, 
too often, too many things, I think nowadays, are overly apologetic and overly have to point out the goddamn obvious thing. Like, putting on the side of coffees that, hey, warning, coffee's hot. Do you really need to say that? Like, does it need to be said, don't emulate Iced coffee, game? bro. There's iced coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and iced coffee is superior, I gotta say. Especially cold. But what I'm saying is, is like, do they have to just, for the sake of, like, whatever, do they have to keep writing? Guys, by the way, don't pirate it. It's a new game. They're talking about the fact, the whole article is about people pirating it. And, you know, like any article, they're going to point out the pros and cons of either one. It's not good to pirate a new game. I'm not for that whatsoever. You and I have said, we want them to be at, what, at least two generations old? Where you're really not taking a chance of digging into the developer's pockets? Oh, well, yeah, what do you right. call it? If you're talking about, like, two gens old, like, they had their chance to make their money at this point for 99% of the cases, yeah. so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. But so it's like... I don't know. If anyone read that and is like, oh, now I need to go friggin' pirate it. Are you the best function in person anyway? Like, I don't think anyone and, reading and, that. And here, here, no, actually, no, because here's the thing. Because, like, it's telling you it's out there. There is a follow-up article that basically told you, hey, watch this in action and here's where you can get it. That kind of deal. So, it's kind of a thing where, like, I, I do believe that, like, even I've said this before about, like, even back in the Dreamcast era. Which everyone, like, a lot of people were bringing, like, Oh, but we all forget we... Oh, pardon me. Holy shit. <laughs> we all forget we killed the Dreamcast. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, piracy hurt the Dreamcast, but the people who were going to pirate were going to pirate anyway. Right. And the same thing, I think, applies with this article where the people who are just going to straight up pirate this on their PC to run it optimally are probably going to do that anyway. So I think the problem for a lot of people is it's putting more eyes on the people that they could do that, but... Yeah, for the most part, anyone who's going to do this will just do that anyway. They'll need Kotaku to tell them that. I think it's just the idea that it's like, you know, the biggest media or gaming news outlet in the world's basically, you know, putting such an eye on it. I don't know. It, it just rubs the wrong way. And, like, trust me, like, I know Nintendo's dicks, and, like, you could make an argument that, like, I like I could probably say it's fucking overpriced. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, Metroid games always the replayability, like, is the drawing point for them to get your money's worth out of them. Like, you know. Trying to go back, replay them, try to beat your times, discover more shit, all that kind of crap. At the end of the day, it's maybe a 10-hour game, if that. So, Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think Nintendo could have avoided this if they just fucking released Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, one, no one was asking for another side-scrolling uh, you know, Metroid game, even though that's like the roots of it. Like, what was it, Samus Returns? Came out on the 3DS. Well, Nick. Was... 3DS, yeah. Nick, let's be honest. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't care about what their fans want. Come on. They're going to tell no. you what you want. They're going to say, I, you, I'll you say actually, this there, game there's two camps. Dick. There's two camps with Metroid fans. There's the ones who like the 2D, and there's the ones who like the Prime games. So, I'll say there's an audience for it. Yeah. but it, Yeah, I and you know what, this... Jim? That audience is emulating. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, man, like, they, they, they fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up by announcing Metroid Prime 4. And then delivering this. And it's like, okay. I mean, it's <laughs> no also... One, no one was asking for this. It seems crazy that it is a $60 game. Like you just yeah. said. Well, it's an... I mean, fucking... I, I know, they're never going to... still a $60 yeah. game. I think it's at least a little more warranted with this than a Wii U re-release. Like, those are... That's like, That's a disgusting price point yeah. that they do with that. And yeah. people buy it again and again and again. Jim, again would you again, say in, that, so. in those cases it's okay to emulate... <laughs> Jim, touche, touche. Hey, maybe, it had its chance in the Wii U. Jim, right. maybe maybe this is the the market 
uh, clapping back at Nintendo for all their bullshit. Maybe those Wii U's pushed them over the edge, and they said, "You know what? No, we're not what Wii U's pushed them over the edge? No one just no, no, no. They, the, the they got back to Nintendo by what not you fucking just said, buying the it. The re-release of the Wii U games. They're like the re-release at full price. That's crazy. Now we're gonna get you at your new games. Yeah, that's retarded though. Do it with the fucking Wii games and don't buy them. Buy the new game. Buy the game that's been around too. forever. But then you really, what did we say? What's the only way to hit Nintendo, Jim? Yes, you hit them with your wallet, obviously. Yeah. So as Jim's saying, emulate all new Nintendo games. Because ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jim is the one who wrote it for Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I've been found uh, out. And now we know why his fingers hurt, so, you know. He's <laughs> <laughs> been typing away all weekend instead. Yep. Yeah, I burn out my hands fucking trying to put a new graphics card on my computer, so... <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it is fascinating, but the reaction and what you post in, the link is below. You see the people's reactions. Now, granted, out of context, when they've re-edited it, it doesn't make as much sense. But right. every, like you, like Now you have to go the, digging to see the original stuff. Yeah. I mean, the top comments are all kind of the same. How dare you say it's, you know, to go pirate it and basically bitching at people saying like if games are too expensive don't play games on the switch da 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 and look there's been the argument made by people that's like guys like emulators exist like saying something's running on an emulator already when it's just released and run better is news you know what i think that is a fair point yeah. that that is my that's that was the point i was trying to get out earlier was it seems crazy to me that that's a thing and, yeah, we know that we're used to it. Like, maybe Switch users aren't as used to it. I don't know. But, like, PCs do run shit better than consoles all the time. But for a brand new game to be running that much significantly better, hey, yeah, that is that is kind of news. Right. I, I mean, know. what are games developed on? PCs, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It seems crazy that there's... I guess the way I'm trying to frame it is the way... The way the game is built is on the specs of the Switch. Right. Maybe. And the fact that it runs so much better leads me to believe. Is there actually specs for a better Switch that was built on that they just haven't released yet? Or, like, is there better hardware that Nintendo has kind of held back from people? I mean, maybe. Uh, But I think it's probably what Nick said. It's probably just, like, develop like any other game on fucking, you know big-ass PCs, and then they optimize it for the console it's meant for. Mm-hmm. So, Like rendering a video. Down to. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting. Um, the reactions don't shock me. But, you know. Now, see, I, I do think a lot of people are taking it too far. Of and course. Because we're, like, you know, two, three days out of it now, and they still won't shut the fuck up about it. It's like, all right, we fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Like, Kotaku bad. Like, how many times have we said this? Like, I get it. I would also like a realistic... Did you look up, like, did it sell pretty well? I haven't looked up the numbers yet, but it's only been out for a week, so, like, maybe another week or two we'll get those sales numbers finally. Well, didn't it just come out Friday? Yeah, it might have just been Friday. I think you're right. So, not even a week. So, it's like, okay, I don't know what they were projecting for it, um, but if it still sells good, does it really matter? Like, yeah, like, do we I've think been this a- is, like, millions of copies being emulated, or is it really, like, a couple thousand of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, like we've said it before, like, yeah, I've said it on this fucking show before, like, I, I've never blamed piracy for killing anything, like, 
Yeah. If something's good enough, people are going to flock to it and buy it anyway. So. Yeah, like I really don't think this is in the end game, like hurting Nintendo's uh, financials at all. No. Not at all. So, we would love to hear. Let me hear the comments below. What do you guys think? I mean, let me say as the full disclaimer, since Jim likes to hear it this way, we're not saying it's cool, even though Jim thinks it's okay to pirate new games. <laughs> You know, especially <laughs> ones by Nintendo. That's um, but no, let us I, know what you think. I I find it interesting, for sure. I think the article needed to be written. Could it have been worded better, maybe. But also, grow the fuck up. Like it didn't tell you unless it said, "Here's a link on how you pirate it." Then I'd yeah. have a problem with it. Then it's you're asking for trouble, even if you don't directly write that. But just talking about it and saying, "Hey, that is actually a better way to play it." It's just telling the truth. Spitting you know? facts. Yeah. yeah, think it is, man. It is news, like yeah. the one guy said. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think below. But uh, before we hop off, Nick, first, once again, spit out. Where can everyone find you? So on Twitter, you can find me at BuffNerd. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at NerdyNick underscore 91. And then on YouTube, at the same name, NerdyNick underscore 91. Or I will be diving into gaming, comics, movies, wrestling, fitness, and anything else that's on my mind because it's my channel and I do what I want. Um, and Bachelor reaction videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not a bad idea to get some views there. You Not know what? That, I, I should fucking start a channel like goddamn that. Those things do gangbusters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, At least and- a TikTok. You know, I haven't, I didn't uh, release a video this past week, and I didn't record anything for this this week that we're in right now. Uh, I will be recording again on this upcoming Saturday to release next week. Um, I'm not going to dedicate a schedule of when, and I know that hurts me when the YouTube algorithm gods, you know, and whatnot, but... Um, at this point, I am doing this for me and for you know the viewers. And if I don't feel inspired or have an idea, I'm not going to force a video out because that's just not the way I want to roll. So I put videos out when I put them out for people to watch, and hopefully they get enjoyed. Nick, can I make a suggestion video? Yeah. A how-to guide on how to kill a cricket. Mm. You son of a bitch. You know what? That works. That, that, I could pull that off because the girlfriend uh, is a head office trainer for a pest control place down here. So maybe I there get you some go. tips. Oh, there you go. See? Already paying dividends. There we go. So with that, everyone, we really appreciate you guys sticking around. Be sure. Click all the links below for Nick. Support him. Great guy. Love having him on. And, with and happy that, to have him back, too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. With cheers that, to that. Have a good night, everyone. And cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Y'all are the best hootin' hollering, video game playing, beer drinking, gym nut tapping, keg chugging, <laughs> fucking crowd this side of Jim's ass crack on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> <Woo-hoo! laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. <laughs>